Hey everybody, welcome in to the Rockstar Entrepreneur Podcast. I hope everybody's having a great Friday. It's Friday, April the 29th, 2022, and back again for another episode here. It's going to be season four, episode five, and we're going to talk about private businesses and doing whatever they want because it is their sandbox, right? So uh, there's been some big news since the last episode, which was posted about uh, 10 days ago. Like I said, I'm going to try to start with about four episodes per month. This will be the third one. I'll get a fourth one out as soon as I can. And we'll keep on trucking on the podcast here. So obviously the big news was, you know, uh, Elon Musk purchased Twitter for 43 some odd billion, $44 billion last week. It was official and liberals lost their ever loving minds. Last night, the 28th of uh, April, 2022, Poshmark, the wildly popular fashion sharing app and selling closet app, did a fireside chat to help sellers understand why their sales have tanked. And essentially they said, we're messing with our algorithms. We're separating people into multiple groups, testing and experimenting, and some of you got screwed and some of you made some sales and we're sorry and here's a bunch of stuff we never told you to do that could have helped you, Uh, blah, blah, blah. It was a complete shit show and disaster and that's what happens when platforms are having issues and they don't know what else to do so they start playing around with stuff. eBay is notorious for doing this every single fourth quarter. I think I talked about this in another podcast episode, maybe on YouTube. I'm not really sure. I don't remember. But eBay has two, those of you that are not active eBay sellers may not know this, but they have two uh, selling updates every year, spring and fall, where they do updates to categories or updates to pricing or updates to things like the item specifics or the way that sales are made or the way that sellers get paid, all kinds of different things they make changes to. And um, generally, the spring one, which comes out in April, which it did just this month, usually only has a few changes, nothing major. But for some reason, the one that comes out in like October, September, October, the fall one, is always a major change. And whenever a platform or a website makes a major change, there's two problems. One, there's always the chance that the changes that they made have glitches or bugs or they just fail altogether. And that happens a lot. It seems like eBay, we call it like glitch again and all this other, you know, kind of crap, but it happens every year with eBay. That's number one. And number two is when you change the algorithm on a platform or a website, typically it takes some time for that change to implement and catch up with itself and really the changes to be felt. And while it is going through those changes, generally things don't go well. And so that's a twofold double-edged sword hitting you, you know, a headshot and a gut shot all at the same time, fourth quarter eBay. It's been that way for several years. I don't know why they don't do the major changes in the spring because generally after the spring update which is in april uh, may and june typically tend to be slow months anyhow because people are on vacation people are spending money on summer stuff and barbecues and beaches and rentals and not spending as much money on the internet and they're also not at their computers or their tablets as much they're out at the beach in the ocean at the cabin no internet whatever it is no wi-fi so it's always it's been called summer slowdown for years so why not make the changes when it's going to be slow anyways and people are expecting it and not during fourth quarter and our Christmas sales, which are supposed to be the best of the year. No, no, we're going to make those changes and screw up the fourth quarter. So that's where we're at. And then we also have, you know, Poshmark doing this during April. Uh, Apparently they started doing these changes at the, um, the beginning of the year. It's been going on for a couple months. So I can't really fault them too much for that because 
if they made changes at the beginning of the year after Christmas, that wasn't a terrible idea. But it was still a complete disaster for them to try to do this at all. And then they have a fireside chat uh, last night. And they end it 20 minutes early because they were getting too many questions, wanting too many explanations, all this stuff. And all I could laugh was like, are you kidding me? You take a fireside chat, a Zoom call, and then you don't let people ask questions because you're getting overwhelmed with the questions. And I don't think it was the quantity of the questions they were getting overwhelmed with. It was the absolute fiery, fierce give us answers questions that people were asking now it it was for posh ambassadors which is like a special program posh has for good sellers i am one but i didn't attend it live somebody sent me the replay of it so i appreciate that and this is something you know you guys whether you're online sellers or whether you are just an entrepreneur outside of the reselling world or running your own affiliate company or just you know even a work at home person with a w-2 job like a normal job but you work at home you are working for someone, whether you are that W-2 employee or whether you are an independent contractor or 1099 or a reseller, even though you're working for yourself, it's their sandbox. It is their platform, their website, their rules. You have to go by it. And if they change the rules or they change the algorithms or the policies or the terms of service, you have to suck it up. And so one of the things that we preach on my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com front slash rockstar flipper, is diversification and not having all your eggs in one basket. How many people's moms, dads, teachers, brother, sister, business, how many of you went to business school? Maybe you heard this in business school. Always heard, don't put your eggs in one basket, right? It sounds like this cliche, you know, like, oh, you're just preaching this thing that everyone knows. It's true, though. It's so true. I get like this really bad um, stigma on YouTube because people are like, oh, you're just telling us to diversify because it gives you videos. You can make videos on other content. You can get paid. You can get more views and or you can uh, advertise list perfectly or a cross listing tool to us, which in turn, if we use, you get paid for it's all good points and it's all true. If I advertise for a sponsorship company like a list perfectly that helps people diversify, I get paid from them for people using it. It's just an advertising. You know, any other thing, if somebody says, hey, I've got t-shirts for sale, tell all your friends, I'll give you a dollar for everyone that you sell for me. That's an affiliate sale. You're being paid to find buyers. And so I'm being paid to find customers for the tool like a list perfectly. And so great point. And of course the videos do get views and I make money off of those. So again, another good point. But it actually is what we do. We're practicing and we're preaching what we practice and vice versa. It, it, no, no successful seller that I know, and there are plenty that probably are, but none that I know and none that I deal with that are simply selling either one product or on one platform. They have direct sales, they have wholesale, they have Shopify, they have eBay, Amazon, Poshmark, Etsy, Macari. I know all the successful sellers in the reselling community in the circle. And I know they're all on at least two platforms. I can't think of any that come to mind that are only on one and that is all they do. I'm sure there are some and I'm sure there's some successful ones, but that is a rare minority. The majority of us cross list and list on different platforms. Now, if you go out there and you're an affiliate marketer, let's say you're somebody who just does like to know it, which is a fashion women's fashion um, blog thing or an Amazon affiliate or an eBay partner network. Um, affiliate, generally 
you're not just gonna rely on one of those platforms to make your sales. You may have one that's a majority, but you are also going to work for Walmart or Target or whatever it is on their websites to pro you know market their products. So whatever it is, uh, take YouTube for example. Okay, so there's people that are YouTubers, they upload videos, they make their living on YouTube and they don't really do much else, but they advertise their YouTube videos across multiple, multiple platforms. So they may get organic views when the video uploads um, to the YouTube platform, but they may tweet it out, right, to their Twitter followers. Hey, I just popped up a new video, go check it out. All of a sudden, a thousand Twitter people go watch the video, they get views. Um, they put it on their Instagram, they make a video on TikTok, and they're, they're not getting paid even by TikTok maybe, but they're getting their action they're getting you know views and engagement and those people are finding them and going wow look he's got youtube videos let me go check those out so it's all about just you know being across as many platforms as you can um i'm not a fan of the gv guy gary i hate gary v but he did have one point that was super important and he still preaches it to this day i don't watch his content but i remember this back in the day when i did watch his content that i thought he was cool and then i realized he's just a big liar but um he made a point that we on the internet as resellers or e-commerce content creators or YouTubers or whatever it is, we live in a world of eyeballs. Like we are trading attention. If you make YouTube videos, you want as many people as possible to watch your videos. If you sell on eBay, you want as many people as possible to see your store so you can potentially sell to them. You're trading an attention or eyeballs. So you have to go out in as many places as you possibly can find those eyeballs and get them to you. If you rent a billboard and you rent one in town that 100 people a day drive by, you know that 100 people a day are seeing your name and maybe five of them buy something from you. But if you go put it out on the highway where 100,000 people drive by, now maybe 5,000 people will buy from you. Yes, it costs more money, but you're getting more eyeballs. You're trying to get that attention. And that's why social media has been so powerful in the late 2010s into 2020s because it's free billboards that you can get as many people's eyeballs in front of by growing a following. It doesn't matter if it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or TikTok. Whatever the platform is, if you have thousands or hundreds of thousands of followers, those are free eyeballs and free attention that people are coming to watch what the content is that you have or what the product is that you sell. And that's why it's so key if you're not on at least one or two of these platforms that you absolutely diversify and get on several of these platforms and start putting yourself out there. Get yourself into Facebook groups. Get yourself a Facebook business page. This is why I have all these platforms. I was so reluctant recently. It's a funny story. I was so reluctant to go on TikTok. I think I even told somebody. I don't remember who I told, but somebody um, close to me. Who was it? Like maybe my fiance's friend, Danielle, or maybe maybe one of my neighbors, I was like, I will never get on TikTok. I hate TikTok. Who's got time for all these dancing, musical, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't realize that you don't have to sing and dance and act like an idiot on TikTok, which you can, and you'll get a lot of views. There are people that do sketches, like uh, a girl I went to high school with. I went to like middle school, elementary school with her. She has 2.4 million followers on TikTok. You guys may know her. Her name's Miss Britt Nicole. She, um, Hi, Britt. She, um, she does the mother, toxic mother-in-law 
skits where she impersonates her mother-in-law and herself at like holiday gatherings or birthday parties or anniversaries or weddings and she actually loves her mother-in-law they're actually really close but uh it's just a funny skit that she does you know back and forth with them and she grew 2.4 million followers on tiktok and makes huge money through brand deals and other stuff because of her audience and her eyeballs but she was able to do that without singing and dancing and being an idiot she just did sketches and there's people that do comedy and people that do uh, business and all this sort of thing so i realized like hey there's eyeballs on tiktok i need eyeballs i need attention and i'm gonna go ahead and make some tiktok videos and they're really quick and easy 30 seconds 45 seconds pop up a video of you know i'm trying to get better with the editing i'm trying to get more professional it's really hard to come up with content that's only 30 45 seconds when i make a youtube video about you know a Poshmark disaster or a new eBay policy change, it's easy to sit and talk for 10 minutes because you got to talk about the policy and what happened and what the change was and how to fix it and show a how-to on a screen share or all these sort of things. When you're going on TikTok, you have 15, 20, 30 seconds to capture someone's attention, relay the message you're giving to them, and and cut end it, like done, right? So it is it's hard. It's hard to come up with that kind of content, but I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, I'd love to hear, you know, if you guys are using the anchor app to listen to this, uh, this podcast, the anchor app is, um, anchor.fm, or you can go to the app store, iTunes and Android and download anchor podcast. It's free. And if you listen to my podcast, uh, which are available on all the different ones, Google play, iTunes, Stitcher, pocket cast, um, Spotify and Anchor. Um, but if you listen to it on Anchor, you can actually leave me either a text message or you can leave me a voice message asking questions or leaving comments. So I'd love to hear, you know, what you guys kind of stuff you like to see on TikTok or if you have suggestions or what you watch or whatever, because TikTok is really a growing, extremely fast paced platform. And I do love it. I'm, I'm coming around to it, but uh, it's, it takes a lot of work to come up with those, those pieces of content. So again, it's TikTok's platform. It's their sandbox. And we can circle back to this a hundred times, um, you know, diversifying. There are people that like to watch 10 minute YouTube videos. There's people that may listen to this 20 minute podcast. There's people that want to um, listen to 30 second TikToks and scroll through them all day. So you have different sets of eyeballs and different sets of potential clients, customers, or viewers, subs, followers, whatever you want to call them, potential attention and eyeballs customers on different platforms, depending on where you are and what you're uploading. And so that's why we always talk about it. You have a different customer on a Poshmark than you do on an eBay. And you have a different customer on an Amazon than you do a Posh or an eBay. You know, a customer on Amazon just wants their stuff. They want it now. They want to spend the money. They don't want to haggle. They just, here's your 20 bucks. Boom, send me my stuff. eBay, they want to make offers and haggle. Poshmark, they want to make bundles and clear out the closets. So you have these different customers. And so you want all of them, right? We don't, there's no specific customer. We don't care who the customer is. As long as they buy the merchandise and they pay the money and they're fair and they move on, um, you know, or even come back as repeat customers, you don't want to alienate any single target or be, you know, exclusive of certain things simply because you're not on another platform or because you disagree with X or this or that. I'm not at all saying you shouldn't sell on Poshmark. I'm saying you need to be on multiple platforms because you can't rely on just a Poshmark to support you. You could rely on just an eBay or just an Amazon. Plenty of people do, but very, very, very few people rely on just a Poshmark to make a full-time income. And those that do make big money on Poshmark, most of them sell on other platforms. And if they don't, they're not making millions of dollars. They're making 100,000, 200,000 and less than 20%. So it it's not as big and as sustainable as an eBay or an Amazon. So just something to keep in mind. And if you are, you know, going all eggs, not in one basket, 
practice the 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 most important one obviously the most time into but help to grow those smaller platforms if macari and etsy and posh or depop or your other ones you know don't put all the time into them that you would in ebay but definitely give them a little attention set yourself some alarms some cutoffs and uh, you know you can grow those extra streams of income i operate on streams of income that make me 500 dollars a month i have streams of income that make me five thousand dollars a month and i have streams of income that make me ten thousand dollars a month so that's why i have those eight or nine or ten streams of income because if I just had three or four that were making a couple hundred bucks or a thousand bucks, wouldn't be a lot of money, right? But if I have one that makes 5,000 and one that makes 10,000 and one that makes 1,000 and one that makes 1,200, one that makes 500, now you start adding it up and you can see how those streams of income, uh, you know, help the bottom line and help you get there. So diversification, not having all your eggs in one basket and playing by the rules, playing by their sandbox. There's nothing you can do. You can't change the changes that they make. You can't, you know, go go behind the scenes and and re-edit their website for them. So just play along, do what they tell you to do. And if things aren't working out, move on to another platform, get off of that platform, or make sure you spend more time on the other platforms. Otherwise, you'll get left behind because why? Our motto here, everything changes. That's the Rockstar Flipper motto. Uh, At the beginning of every one of my YouTube videos, everything changes and there's nothing you or I can do about it. So on this beautiful, uh, what is it, April the 29th, Friday, April the 29th, 2022, appreciate you listening to the podcast. I'll leave some links in the description box of this podcast, depending on where you listen to it. If you are on Anchor, anchor anchor.fm, please leave me a voicemail or text message, ask questions, comments, concerns. I'll be happy to get back to them and go check out the YouTube channel if you haven't already before you leave. YouTube.com slash Rockstar Flipper or Rockstar Flipper, all one word, R-O-C-K-S-T-A-R-F-L-I-P-P-E-R over on YouTube. I'd gladly love to have you over there for the videos and subscribe to the channel if you don't mind. And until the next podcast, uh, this is season four, episode five, April 29th, 2000. And 22 is the recording date. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much, as always, for listening.